Hello, mothers. It's a mom's life on a Wednesday. And we are here to show you nothing but love. For the past few weeks, right, we've been looking at the mountain of entertainment, if you want to look at it that way. We've been looking at music and movies and games. And if you've missed those three shows, moms, please do go back and listen to those. They're really awesome. Very insightful. You can learn a lot. I know I learned a lot from those um, from those three shows. That it's very important to actually check what our kids are into. Yeah. So this week, <laughs> I decided to bring up a dilemma, Tando. <laughs> and I decided to <laughs> ask myself and you and the listeners the question. Are you ready for it? <laughs> to have or not to have another child. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, yes. We will this is a dilemma. We'll say that again. <laughs> this is a dilemma. Yeah, no, this is a, this, it is. It's a dilemma. We will discuss this today, and I will tell you my experiences when discussing this with others and family, you know. So let's unpack, shall we? Ladies and gentlemen, it's Active FM. Hot presenters, the best topics. The most entertaining presenters, everything you could ever want in radio. Radio has never been better. So I thought this would be a good topic because of your experience, Tandor, and my own. Mm-hmm. But I have two boys, really. I, I really wanted a girl at one point. But I'm happy with my two boys. I'm like, yeah. if I could, like, if you told me, listen, you could take a girl, go back, I'd be like, no, I want my boys. So one being five and the other one being three, my, my boys' ages, uh, you know, I always wanted three children. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, I'm caught in a crossroads here. Do I <laughs> or don't I? There are pros and cons and worries and desires. Um, but it all comes down to the fact that I'm sure many women feel this way. Like, mm. um, you know, sometimes the guys are, you know, neither here nor there. That They're just like, you know, whatever. But the women are like, should I, should I, should yeah. I? Um, other women, you know, are like, no, definitely not. So I'm asking the question. And maybe the next question would be, why do you feel this way, Denise? Why do you want to have another child? Or, or why is it so hard to to actually make this decision? So there are a couple of things which I'll sort of outline. But first, one of them being, I'm scared. Like, <laughs> like there's fear here. So I've done two pregnancies. Right, and if you know my history, my first was a dream. You know, even though I had morning sickness and a heartburn that was horrible, but you know, I didn't have much pain. Like I literally went into labour, and the guy was like, "You're in labour," and I'm like, "Where's really? the pain? <laughs> like everyone else is getting pain, but I'm not." And he's like, "No, you're just the lucky one." You know, um, you know, I had a good birth, and it ended up in C-section, um, but it wasn't a struggle. But my second one. Hey, <laughs> that one was horrible. Now, the beginning was also morning sickness. But as I got heavier, I was driving. It was driving me crazy because the child was literally sitting on my nerves. Now, I'm not talking about the expression. 
getting on your nerves. I'm talking about he was literally <laughs> on a nerve. <laughs> um, it, pain in my legs. Could hardly walk. I literally walked with shooting pain in my legs. It was horrible. My cesarean was horrible. Horrible. I was poked and prodded five times in my back to get this thing to sure. like this, whatever that thing called. Um, it was tragic. <laughs> So I guess, and it's not to scare anyone, you know, because, you know, these things all happen <laughs> um, and you get through it. I got through it. Um, but I guess I'm like, why go through all of that all over again? Why do that? Why do that? You've right. got to, you're fine. Why do it all over again? No, Tundle. true. I think to have or not to have is a big question for every woman, especially if you've had you know, your yeah. first child or your second or whatever. But Denise, every time you share, you know, your story of your second C-section, like yeah. that birth, like it freaks me out. <laughs> like I'm traumatized. It's like, how do you get poked five times? And you're also feeling the pain even after that. I'll be like, no, stop. I don't know what, I don't know what I would have done. But that is, that is, that is traumatic. Yeah. But Denise, when you said, why should you go? You see, you had a dream. You wanted three. Girl, yeah. stick to the dream. What's your problem? Listen, I'm going to tell my husband <laughs> that exact same thing. I'm going to say, Tando said, stick to the dream. What's your problem? <laughs> and, and you know what? When I had my first child there as well, like after giving birth to Mika, because I was four yeah. days yeah, in the crazy. hospital of labor. Well, labor with no pain, basically, like what you're saying. They said yeah. you in labor, like, oh, really? <laughs> Where? Yeah. <laughs> But four days later, you're still there because I had to eventually be induced and all of that. But after the whole thing, I was like, I'm never doing this again. Thank you very much. (laughs) And I was very vocal about it, telling the nurses, telling everyone. And they were laughing at me. They were like, ha, 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 we've heard all this before. (laughs) (laughs) And especially people like you, in a year's time, they'll be back here with another child. And I'm like, never. It will never happen. That was me done because there is no way that I'm going to go through this pain and all this for, for what? No. No, thank you. That's what I thought. So so this is not to scare anyone, really. Like, we're not saying this <laughs> to scare you because, I mean, and I mean, it is a scary situation. Let's just put it out there. Having a baby is not, it's not like laying on a bed of roses. No, it's not like, a holiday. Or might be, you know, with pokes of the of the whatever those things called. Anyway, um, so but you know, it is it's a it's a stressful situation and can be a little bit, uh, you know, daunting. But I mean, that's what we were made to do, and God has asked us yeah. to face fear, right? It is all just to weigh up the pros and cons, yeah. So so do you go through that again? I mean, I don't know. I know friends who have said no, never again, like Tandor, and they only have, you know, one child, and it's like, okay, you only had one. Um, now, granted, if you have a, uh, if you have or had problems, you may not want to, you know, do this again, um, or not even be able to. Some may say that one is enough, or maybe too much, even because the child just drives them crazy. Not even talking about birth stories, yeah, talking about the actual child. Um, my kids drive me crazy, but I would go back and do it again if I had yeah. to. Um, but would I go forward and do it even again, even more? Tando, what are your experiences with some of the ladies in your world? No, definitely there is a fear factor in having, you know, another child, especially if you know, you know what it's like to have that one child and the experiences that you might have had. Some of the single ladies always say, oh, no, I don't want to have a baby. Yeah. And um, some of them, it comes from a place of fear, like I said. 
and maybe they're watching us moms and maybe they're listening to this show and thinking oh look at listen to denise and tando there is no way <laughs> that i'm gonna have another child but if if i can say you know whatever you decide yeah. make sure that it's not from a place of fear yeah. So if you are married, because some of the married ladies would say, no, I'm waiting for the right time. Yeah. Can I tell you my story? I was going to get married. Well, after getting married, we said, after five years, we're going to have, you know, our first child. Five years. Can you imagine? Sure. That five years went very fast, eh? <laughs> <laughs> it was months. <laughs> it was five years. And we had our first child, you know, way quicker than yeah. we even planned. And some people say, no, I'm going to wait to have enough money, buy a house, buy a car. And there's nothing wrong, you know, if you want to do that. Yeah. And if you can plan and prepare. But there's nothing that can prepare you for having no. a child. I don't know if you, you can have millions in your bank account. Yeah. You can have a house in, I don't know, on top of the mountain somewhere. Yeah. But that preparation, it, it, it doesn't come with money or things. Yeah. You just, as that child arrives, it's yeah. like God just increases your capacity. <laughs> Yes. Because for me, that's what I saw, that I didn't think I would have <laughs> like children so quickly and so very close together yes. as well. Because it was like one, and then it was two, and then it was like three, and then now it's four. <laughs> so it was like, okay, what happened to the five-year plan? <laughs> but the, the point is really God has helped me, and I yeah. cannot even explain how. People always ask me, how do you do it? I also like, I don't know. How do I do it? Because God really does increase your capacity. Yeah. And it's amazing how he, he helps you handle, yeah. you know, whether it's the one child or the two or the three or whatever number of kids you have. Yeah. I look at people with six or more and I go, how do you do it? And it's like, but how do you do it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's the same way that I do it. Yeah. So we're going to listen to a song before we carry on, and it's from Hillsong Young and Free. This is Living the Obit Remix. Thank you. 
How's everybody doing? My name is C. Living the Second, and you're listening to Active FM. Okay, so carrying on from Tundor's points, we may like, you know, go over this again. I'm not quite sure. So, on my next point, though, we have obviously discussed this before, but the issues of finances, like we spoke earlier, it runs through your mind on how will I afford this? There is, now I literally listed the stuff here, but I didn't actually think of this before I listed it. So as I was listening, I'm like, listening to this, I'm like, oh my flipping egg, there's more than what I expected. But, um, I mean, you've got school fees, you've got medical aid, you've got doctor's bills if you don't have medical aid, nappies, clothes, times three, presents, times three, food, times three, and if it's a boy, three boys and food. Boys can eat. I don't understand how, yes. but it, uh, my son is skinny. I don't know where it goes, but he is, yeah. Uh, and I guess all of this is valid. You can't just have a child and not plan all this. Yeah. But I guess like with anything, as Tando was saying, you can only plan so far. And then you pray and rely on God for the rest, right? It's not only yeah. just about whether you can af- afford something. Um, and I don't think you'll ever afford a child like you have to make provision. Yeah. You actually have to like make provision. So God is your provider. Um, and Tandor touched on some things when we were chatting as well, you know, offline the other day, which was good that that I'm sure she'll touch on or she has touched on now before. Uh, but I think it's very much like the first child. You trust God like and, and plan where you can. 
but nothing really prepares you even for the third child. So it's yeah. like pretty much doing the first child over and over again <laughs> because like the, the worries and the cares are still there. Um, you know, it might, you know, the child might come and now you're in it and it's a little bit easier because you've done all of it before. But the initial first thought about having another child It'll always be daunting. Yeah. It'll always be like, sure. what if, what if, but you can't live on the what ifs. No, it's true. Because I think for a woman, it's, it's a whole thing of it's your body that's you not know, going to carry this baby. It's your body that's going to change again. And you think of all those things and you're thinking, but do I really, do I really want to do, you know, all of that? Yes. And yeah, I think maybe sometimes we just look at, you know, what, what happens to us when we get to that period yeah. of being pregnant and then the afterbirth and then all these other things that go with it. But I remember having a dream after having Myra. I thought, this is it. I have my boy. I have my girl. I mean, what else do I need? <laughs> we are finished. And I remember having this dream. Um, I can't remember all the details, but I remember at the end of the dream, God asking me, who decided that you were done? And then I woke up. And I remember thinking... You know, when you have this feeling of, what just happened? <laughs> so yeah. I told Patrick. And Patrick was like, oh, no, it's just a dream. And then I told my pastor. And then she laughed. <laughs> she was <laughs> like, maybe God is telling you yes. something. <laughs> but I couldn't shake, you know, the words from, from God in that dream. Who decided that you were done? And, and I thought, but I decided... Isn't it like, it's my body? <laughs> I can decide. Surely I can say two is enough or one is enough because, um, wow, what, what, how else will it be done? But two years later, I had Matthias, just to tell you, cut yes. the long story short. So Matthias was born two years after that dream. And I can't tell you there's nothing that um, could have prepared me for Matthias. But one thing I can say. He was a lot easier to raise. I feel like he basically just raised himself. Wow. Like once um, the other kids were bigger, like he learned everything very yeah. quickly. Like yeah. I didn't have to go through potty training with him because he watched the other oh, two wow. do it. And he would just say, Nami, off, off. Every time he wanted to go to, you know, pee or to poo, he would take the thing off. I'll be like, Aww. thank you, Jesus. Yes. <laughs> I didn't have to go through formula and bottles with him because he hated formula. Because yes. the others were, were all formula and they were drinking from cups and the, he wanted that too. Wow. So he was literally like a breeze. I was like, who raised you? <laughs> because <laughs> really he was a the lot siblings. easier. The siblings literally raised him. But when he was small, obviously it was still me. Yeah. But the bigger he got, the easier things also got with, um, with raising him. So all I can say... Denise, it does get easier. <laughs> there you go. Maybe your first child is the hardest, but once you have the experience, yeah, it's like, I've, I've done it before. Yeah. I can do it again. And I can do it again. Uh, and I can do it yeah, again. Maybe just one more time. <laughs> um, I was actually thinking in the, in, in the mother's room today as we were watching the service, um, like we used to do the whole baby bottle formula and I, and you know, don't follow this, but like I literally <laughs> followed every step and you couldn't, have that baby formula in that water for more than three hours because if you did, you have to expose yeah. it because it's going to... I just thought to myself, I don't know if I would like follow <laughs> that. I'd be like, yeah, I just have the all. Do you know? <laughs> like, everyone else survived. <laughs> um, but the third thing is very up in the air for me and I'd like uh, your opinion on it, Tandor. So speaking to people who have had three children or have been part of being in a family of three siblings tend to say that the middle child is forgotten about, right? Like... 
he gets treated or he or she gets treated differently to the others um, or feels out because the older one will focus on the younger one and the middle one is just there, you know, on uh, just there. So on ahaparenting.com, it says this. <clears throat> Studies have found that middle children are often less close to their parents. That makes sense. They never had times on an only child, like an only child, the way the oldest child did. They didn't get to linger as the baby because another child came along. Often, parents really are less close to the middle child because there is a, there is simply less one-on-one -on -one time to build a relationship. Not only are middle children babied for a shorter period of time, they get less parental attention at every stage. While the mm -hmm. oldest impresses and challenges the parents with all those firsts, um, the youngest is indulged. The middle child is often expected just to cope because they get less support. They often develop a fierce independence and are less open to their parents' influence. It also goes on to tell you how to cope with middle children's syndrome and what to do to prevent it, which obviously, you know, things like praise them when they do something right, tell them you love things they do, don't compare them, don't just focus on the older or younger child, etc. So I guess it comes down to making sure you establish the that relationship with your children uniquely in their own way, being creative, not forgetting about um um, the middle child uh, actually putting a little bit more focus in it so being creative you know making sure that all children have their unique relationship with you it's important now that was very good also very scary um denise my friend <laughs> go for your third child <laughs> i will support so you <laughs> thank you so much please. i will be with you right there <laughs> I don't know to what, but I'll be like, oh no, you can do it. Come on. I did it, Denise. She'll if I can do it. <laughs> remember Caleb. Remember, remember Caleb. Caleb. And this one will just basically just raise, you know, raise yeah, himself raise or herself or, you know, <laughs> hoping it's it's a her, herself. It'll be a goal. No, definitely. I think you, you go for it, especially if you, you desire to. Because the, the one thing that you don't want is get to an age where you're thinking, now you recreate and you're thinking, oh, if only I decided at that time. And now maybe you're thinking you're older, which I don't know why we think um, our biological clock was created by men, human beings, yeah. I mean. But um, go for it, Denise. I say, go for it. And I'm sure all the moms who are listening will say, go for it. Uh. <laughs> and others will say, no. <laughs> Money, fees, nappies. God will provide. God That's will good. provide all those things. We're going to listen to a song called Passion from Reactive. To end off, we'll read from 1 Corinthians 10, verse 31. So whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, do it for the glory of yeah. God. And, you know, I do respect people or scholars who take time to do these studies, like Denise shared that study with the middle child now. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes studies can be proven wrong, and many mm. times they have. And... We can't really base our decisions on studies that are done by human beings at the end of the day. So I say speak to God, of course, you know, yeah. your husband as well. And um, decide how many children you, you want to have and have them and then trust God. I mean, God said, be fruitful. <laughs> there you go. He said, multiply. <laughs> he said, feel the earth. <laughs> Amen. So, you know, be guided by the Holy Spirit in every every decision that you do. And I love what this verse says here. It says, whatever, 
whatever you do, do it for the glory of God. Whether you have your child or you decide not to have, do that for the glory yeah. of God. Don't do that based on, you know, fees and nappies and yeah. and of course those things are important and those things are needed. And yeah. like I said earlier, God does provide. I don't know how God has provided for us and he's been doing it. And I trust that he will continue to provide as we're having our next child now. But whatever, whatever, it doesn't matter what you decide. God is not going to look at you and go, oh, just two, really? (laughs) Or just one, really? But whatever you decide, make sure that you have spoken to the Holy Spirit and you have peace about it. And, you know, you've spoken to your husband or, you know, you both are in the same page. But let the decision not be. We don't have enough money because it does take more than money to raise a child. You can have a lot of money, but, you know, if you don't raise your child well, what's the point of having all that money and and have a crazy child? (laughs) So all things, whatever it is that you decide to do, moms, I say, you know what, speak to God and God will direct you. That's good. Good advice. I'm going to go get some time in with the Holy Spirit's. And I might even just chuck my husband in there too. So we <laughs> hope that this has encouraged you. My dilemma has been answered. I hope that if it's your dilemma, it has been answered today. Um, we're going to end off the show today with a song called Jesus Is. But you guys have a good week. Have a good week. And we shall see and you. And I can't wait for you to have a baby, Denise. Yes. <laughs> <coughs> I'll let you know when that happens. Okay. <laughs> Cheers, everyone.
dan. Ja broer, ja zus, jij dan. Vele mensen kijken liever naar de zijkant. Vele mensen zitten op een eiland. Hey, wil niet oordelen. Ik maak dat ze te vatten, ben ga beter. Ik maak dat ze te vatten, maar ik weet beter. En als ik niet meer kan, ja dan help Jezus. Jesus, oh Jesus, oh Jesus, oh Jesus. Geloofde ik ook niet in Jezus, maar Jezus zei kom jongen kijk naar de stars Wie is de maker, de herder, de schepper, de liefde, de vader, de lord of lords Maar niet uit hoe je voelt, maar niet uit wie je bent God die naar je zoekt, God die jou ook kent as well as YouTube at ActiveFM and our website at www.activefm.co.za. Don't stop, don't hesitate. Find, follow and enjoy us on all our different platforms. You don't want to miss out. Active FM. Radio has never been better.